Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Zarar. I'm Cheesy. I'm Hino. I'm Chava. Today's topic is something I feel like we've talked about it before, but I guess it keeps happening, so we have to do it again. It's called Why Transformation, Transformations Fail, WTF. And I guess, I guess all of us are experiencing some sort of a WTF moment right now. That's why we picked it. Uh, but the person who picked this topic was Cheesy. So Cheesy, wh- wh- what's going on, man? Wh- why Transformations Failing? Well, first of all, uh, let, let me plug uh, the, the the source of, of this topic today. So uh, a good friend of mine, Matt Barcombe, is in town, and he and I were hanging out having a coffee, and, and he showed me a website he's working on, WTF, which I thought was hilarious. It's a great parody. But why do they fail? Oh, my God. There is such a long list of, of, of reasons. Let me, let me uh, talk about the number one, culture. Cultures that that are not open to experimentation, and, and I'm not even talking about product experimentation, but I'm talking to about experimentation in the way that we work together and the way that we develop software. Uh, cultures that 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 uh, are fearful, cultures that are uh, yeah fearful of change or fearful that what well, what happens if I make a mistake. Cultures that that are very much focused on costs. Uh, I call it the cost center uh, 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 mindset to where, you know, the, the goal is to value engineer everything. The goal is to try to drive costs down. So, which which is is ridiculous for some companies that are, that are making huge amounts of money, but they're trying to, to reduce costs, costs. So whenever I think about what's the main reason why I see it fail, it's culture, uh, which... Uh, uh, I'll try to wrap up my, uh, my, my portion of it, but, uh, uh, the culture really comes from leadership in my opinion. And so realistically, when we say culture, we're really also talking about the leadership of the organization. And I like to throw that out and hear what you guys have to think about that. So like, I'll pick up on the cost, uh, you know, point that you raised, I think it's, it's focusing too much on cost and actually ignoring some of the huge costs hidden in plain sight that you just don't measure you 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 simply don't measure and like like one, one one big example is that we have teams that don't necessarily um you know they, they they use release branching and they call their stuff done and they literally spend six weeks four weeks trying to merge the code in while the the code is frozen and we're doing end-to-end testing you know, all we're doing is trying to like get the software ready to go out the door. Nobody's that's, measuring that cost. Uh, that, that that's fear that of change to a large degree as well, right? That I mean, and and so I don't know. I, I mean, to me, I don't understand why people can't see that approach is such incredibly high w- risk as well. Yeah, Chaba. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned cost because I think is this measuring business. Is always is always easy because you just you just have the, your timesheet tracking system. Boom, you got your your measure. But everything else, all that you described, right? It's it's very very hard to put a number on it. Like my favorite my favorite example is you take your car to your car mechanic. Your mechanic fixes your car. You pay for it and sits on the mechanic's parking lot for six more months before you can drive away. So this is pretty much code code done. But but your client is not using it. Well, in your case, because you can go to work. 
uh, you can measure that cost. Well, it costs you to your time and whatnot. But the organizations, this this cost cost of delay, right? This is the this is the the, the probably the biggest one. It's 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 not visible. So this invisible waste, which is just hard to super hard to measure. Let me let me challenge all of it. I'm not challenging anything of your your what you're saying. Let's but, go. But I don't think that a transformation can succeed. I think there is a fundamental problem with the word transformation, not with the word as in, in English, but with the actual essence of it. So the first thing, what a transformation is in this case, it's it's transforming to something. That's the first thing. That means, that suggests that there is an end to this particular journey, that you're transforming to becoming something that you have already defined. That in itself is a problem because first of all, that never stops. But second, what you have already defined is something that you need to discover along the way. How do you know what the endpoint is if you still don't haven't discovered it? So what an awful lot of organizations do, unfortunately, is they say, okay, we'll have a pilot project. We the have a pilot. Is to double your velocity. You know that, Hino. <laughs> I, I I do know that, but we're here to, we're here to to teach to teach people who listen to us something better than what we know. Nobody so so um, anyways, so what what I'm saying is. A lot of organizations try to mitigate this by saying, well, we know where we're going to because we have had a pilot that gets us there. But then they're forgetting about the journey that get them there in the first that gets them there in the first place for that pilot group, that team, that department, whatever that might be. And they forget that the outcome that they're working towards is not something that you can just pick off the shelf and then just implement in another team. They forget that all of that learning that has led to that particular outcome is required for that outcome to be successful as well. So if a transformation is to work towards an outcome that another team achieved without going through the same learning, it can I, never succeed. I think it's more than learning as well, though, you know. Oh, uh, there's no doubt. You know, because learning kind of implies, well, here, go go take a class. Here it is. Let, let me roll it up in, into a class. But the, the successful groups that I have seen are groups that have broken free of the corporate culture. They're groups that have broken free of the corporate constraints, you know, uh, the corporate, you know, thou shalt do DevOps in this way and thou shalt do branching in this way. Oh, and by the way, here's the handoff that you have to do for production deployments. And here's the so in other words, they, they have gotten away from the 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 problems that 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 fester in so many of these companies they've gotten away from the idea that oh this auditor has to it won't let you do anything but yet whenever they want to now take that to other teams they say well they can keep all of this baggage they just need to follow the process that that other team was doing you know and not realizing that getting rid of all of that baggage was what made the team successful was what made that that those first group successful but getting rid of all of that baggage is also not something that can happen overnight because the the automatisms are not built yet, the technical excellence is not built yet. All of that is required for that baggage to no longer be necessary, right? But I want to ask you, Cheesy, because I, I understand there are definitely successful, successful, I wouldn't call them transformations, but definitely successful evolutions at successful companies who've applied these practices well in their context and who keep on evolving. 
that particular organization that you're talking about, um, the, uh, the transformation that was successful, they're not working towards a particular process. No, they're working to particular outcomes, to being able to address outcomes. And what process they use is something that is not the target of that transformation. The target of a transformation is the outcomes that they can generate. I, I don't think a transformation necessarily has to have a target, though. Fair. I mean, then then we're on the same page. You know, and, and, and so, so how many have you how many have you seen? I agree with. Yeah, how many yeah. have you seen in the organ in organizations that do not have a specific target that uh, that speak about a process? So so whenever I think about a transformation, uh, it doesn't have to be an end goal. It doesn't have to be a target. You know, uh, I have worked te with teams, and and you look at where you know that team is at at a certain point. And looked at where they started, and I can say, "Wow, that was a huge transformation of this team, you know, or of this group, or of this product team, or whatever." And it doesn't necessarily mean that we had some goal, some target, some fixed, you know, place where we wanted to be when we started. Maybe we didn't, and maybe we're not all the way, you know, we're not done. We know we're going to still continue, but I can look back and say, "Wow, what a what a transformation from where we started." Okay. So, uh I'll tell you, you know, you mentioned in in, in your soliloquy there uh, how uh, how uh, people like once that all that stuff fell away, that's when you had success. All the waste kind of disappeared. And how I do you a lot of baggage? I, I didn't want a lot of baggage. That's older, you know, like once the baggage went away. And well, that's something that's on the bottom of your shoe when you walk in a dog park. Yeah. So so how do you in this in organizations get rid of that baggage? And I think. We, we we have to focus on the customer. It has to start there. I don't think enough people actually start looking at the customer need and sort of work their way backwards on what needs to be done. They already have an idea, a baked idea on what the customer wants, and they go on this blind path to implement it. I'll give you an example, a non-software example. The other day, I was at a, uh, I was at a, I was at a, at a, at a, at a comedy club, and they were selling this drink called liquid death. That's what it was called, liquid death. And it came in, and it came in a can, uh, like a tall boy liquid liquid death uh, can. And you know what was in the in, in, in the can? Take a guess. Take a guess. Water. It was water, except it was labeled liquid death and looked like some crazy drink. And the customer need there was that people don't like to go to clubs and sit there with a bottle of water. They don't want to look uncool. They don't want to look like they're not with it. So you sell liquid death, which is plain spring water, for like $5. And everybody was buying it. No, it looks like a can. It's, it comes in a tall boy. And, and oh, it looks like vodka. You're right. Sorry, the joke went over my head. But, but that, that's the example of like customer obsession where you're trying to figure out what the customer wants and working about that's the part that I find missing, and that's the thing that I feel identifies the the, the garbage that, uh, that that Cheesy pointed out. I, I think it's not enough, though. I, I'm I, not, think I'm not, I'm, I think that's where you start, at least. Java, you haven't spoken. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm 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 a bit torn about the goals part because because ultimately uh, there has to be some kind of an an outcome that that the we get some advantage of this what I'm, I'm trying to say is like picture of a business right and this transformation is happening and and there's gonna be some churn there is always some level of 
of of of some conflicts and whatnot. So so it has to it has to work for the organization to go through that pain. They have to be able to see that there is there is some kind of advantages gained from that from from that pain because eventually the the patients of the organization will run out of this pain because various parts of the organization will will will, will complain. So so there has to be something that. But what if that we just we call it? Get out of this. What if we what if we just call it instead of a transformation, which um, is all in, interpreted? And I agree with your with your definition of transformation as well, Hezi. I'm not I'm not disputing uh, the last parts that that you mentioned. But the transformation that I often see in organizations. What if we just call it okay? We're we are setting a goal to improve every year. And this year we're focusing on this, and next year we're focusing on the other. But we're improving towards doing things, and those outcomes might be we're improving towards being more responsive to our users. We're improving towards uh, having less overhead when there is a pivot that comes from, let's say, an external or a, a macroeconomic event. Uh, we improve towards um, ensuring that we have lower total cost of ownership by increasing our quality in our uh, in the software and the services that we offer, and those kinds of things. That is not labeled a transformation. It achieves what transformations are intended to achieve, but it doesn't have the negative connotations that, in many organizations, come with the word transformation. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to tie. Uh, Chaba's ideas in with Zarar's ideas, if you guys will bear with me for just a moment. So Zarar says we have to be customer focused. Chaba was talking about, you know, the the cost and hat and willing to uh, make, you know, pay the price, if you will. Uh, I, I want to raise that up a, a level higher because I think along with being customer centric, you cannot be successful if you don't have leadership that, first of all, understands it and believes in it and second of all is willing to do what's necessary to remove the roadblocks and to make it successful so for example a lot of those things that we're talking about that get stuck on the bottom of your shoe a lot of those in 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 an organization of any size it's kind of political to 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 get rid of that or to move beyond that and if you don't have and and teams that 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 want to do it typically are not capable because because the corporate culture because the the constraints that are placed on them because of and and what you really need in addition to I think equally as important of having that customer centric view is having a leader there who is willing to go to bat and to help those changes come about. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think leadership is 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 there, and you know we always talk about team autonomy here. And I think leaders that acknowledge that they don't know everything and they rely on their team or teams, if you're higher up, to actually provide the learning that the the, the knowledge that they don't have. Sometimes I think we we get into this like uh, what's that? Well, there's this term like where you b- believe in this like. Um, Maybe he know uh, you know this being from uh, Easternish Europe and Chaba. Uh, <laughs> it's like this is since, since, when, since when a Belgium Eastern the, Europe. The, the, yeah. the, the, <laughs> it's Europe. It's in it, right? It's, it's, it's in it. it. Uh, it's the strongman theory. It's you know, like where you have this like one person who will come in and like change everything, and like we should rely on them, and they know it all. So mm-hmm. cheesy. I, I'm I'm gonna temper your comment about leadership with with that as well. Is that 
a, a person who who doesn't actually believe that they have all the answers and they trust the team to actually go and and solve it for themselves and not meddle in the details and provide that autonomy. Mm-hmm. I, I, and also, I'll tackle on one more point. Creates the space where they can do that because most teams are not in a place where they can do that, unfortunately. I would also say that the, the strongman here has to be strong towards their leaders, right? Yes. Not strong down, but strong up in, in the sense that that is, is willing to, to, to kind of take that... Uh, yeah, take the heat and willing to protect the team because they know that they're going to be failures, right? And and I think this is the key. And if the team, this is like a virtuous circle, if the team feels that somebody has their back, then they can experiment a little more freely. And then that's going to lead to more success, which is which is enable versus the other way around, right? When, when, we, getting, when we go down. We're getting into an entirely different conversation. And I think there are uh, that that it might make sense to uh, schedule that for a next uh, for a next episode, but, but this ultimately the strong man what it what it really does it creates the space and makes sure that people are pushing back up, but what it really is it's making it, it's making leadership do what is necessary and that is making tough decisions so that the people who are part of that organization can work focused have a clear direction, and as a result of not spinning their wheels all the time, trying to um, to deal with that uncertainty and trying to deal with that lack of clarity. That's ultimately what is necessary there. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're, we're, we're at time, and I got to go, you know, get drunk on some liquid death. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, I think we touched on a few, a few, few topics here, which are probably candidates for future uh, podcasts. Uh, you know, like I, like like one one that I would like to tackle on in in the next one is really just insisting on high standards. Uh, I think sometimes people just don't hold their teams accountable to high standards and accept mediocrity. And as soon as you do that, it creates a whole new uh, set of problems for you. So maybe maybe one of these could be the next topic. So listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, like and subscribe. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, goodbye. See you uh, next week.